Hello and welcome to the Sports Message. I'm your host Jason Cox coming to you live in the new bunker uh, as I have moved my studio into my house downstairs where I can maybe do some mini podcasts uh, where I can just plop down here and when something big happens in the sports world I can hop on and do a quick pod and uh, give you my thoughts and reaction and uh, some of my friends thoughts and reactions as well and so thank you for tuning in Uh, last week was our first episode here in the new studio and I'm excited about that I think it's going to be a lot easier for me to get this done and do uh, what I love. Uh, thank you for tuning in as always certainly have some loyal listeners out there uh willing williston north dakota i see you buddy i see you tj uh, uh tuning in almost every time we podcast so uh thanks for tuning in tj for those of you uh, in our in our local area southeast tennessee the southern part of the united states welcome to you we got got listeners all around the world it's kind of a cool thing so um uh, anyways, we are uh, excited about today's podcast. It's going to be a short one. Uh, I'm popping on here right before I go to work, and and I need to get there. So, uh, but I, man, there's been a lot of things happening in the sports world since just a few days ago. The last podcast uh, is is pretty well already outdated. So I wanted to hop on here and and go over just a few things with our listeners. Uh, we'll, we'll pick up with the main storyline where we left off last week with Vol basketball coming out of the uh, the the win over Kentucky 69 to 62. Of course that was a huge win for our program. Anytime you beat a Kentucky, uh that's going to be a big win. And uh we uh, uh we moved on to Sunday where we uh, uh got out I believe it was a 14 nothing or 16 nothing lead over Texas A&M and cruised from there 6550 uh to hoist our first SEC championship trophy since 1979. Yes, that's right. 1979. I would have been uh, a, a year and three or four months old when that happened. And I'm an old man. So uh, it's been a while. A sweet, sweet victory. Certainly we've had some chances over the years. 2019 was our last time in the finals where we got blown out by Auburn. But we had beaten a, a really good Kentucky team the day before that. 2009, I believe it was, uh, we had one of our best teams ever, and we laid an egg against Mississippi State in the finals. Uh, but we finally got it done, and it was just a fantastic deal. Uh, uh, Kennedy Chandler was named tournament MVP and so deserved it. Josiah Jordan-James could have been named MVP, played an uh, just an unbelievable tournament. Um you know, and our guys just competed well. Uh, uh, Vescovy uh, could have been named MVP. The guy played played great. I shot really, really well all tournament long, and uh, just a uh, a wonderful performance from our boys. And uh, certainly, we're proud of them. But that, as I mentioned, the sports world moves fast. Uh, the very, later that day, the polls, not the polls, the uh, NCAA bracket, market mad, uh, March Madness came out, and in the bracket, uh, we were a three seed, and that three seed's pretty good, and honestly, I like our draw. I like what we got coming out. Uh, we're going to be playing Longwood. Matt Williams, where you at, buddy? Uh, Longwood is uh, from the hometown of our good friend Matt Williams, been on the show a couple times, uh, that is in Farmville, Virginia, okay? I, I, you go up I-75. And I'm not sure where from there, but uh, that it's it's north from here. And uh, Longwood's had a great season. Matt has retweeted and reposted them all season long. And lo and behold, they beat Winthrop in their tournament championship, and and now they get to play Tennessee. So uh, if Tennessee can can beat Longwood, I believe they're the Lancers, Longwood Lancers, uh, they would play the winner of uh, Colorado State versus Michigan. Uh, Michigan's point guard uh, just a few minutes ago was now announced to be out tomorrow when they play. So my suspicion is Colorado State. 
which uh, was a lot of people were picking anyways, will win that game. So uh, Tennessee will either play Colorado State, uh, who I think it'll be, or Michigan. Now, I would love for it to be Michigan. Uh, over the past uh, 15 years, Michigan's knocked us out of this tournament twice. So I would love to to, to get to do that to them. And they've really struggled the past couple months. I don't think they could bring much of a fight to this Tennessee team. So it'd be a good chance for us to, to to pay them back, but so we'll see where that goes. Uh, the, I mentioned the three seed. A lot of people were up in arms about that, and and for good reason. And here's why. Okay, uh, Terrence Oglesby, friend of the show, been on here one time. He was busting our chops the other night on on Twitter. So Terrence, if you're tuning in, I saw that buddy, uh, and he was saying, I don't understand why the Tennessee fans are so mad about this. Well, let me explain. Okay, to anybody that, that doesn't understand that, it, it's it's a lack of respect. Okay, it's it's a respect thing. Now again. I love our draw. Uh, we we've got a much better draw than the number two seed Duke does. Okay, Duke's Duke's looking to play Murray State in the in in the second round, and I'm not sure Murray State shouldn't be the favorite in that game. But uh, you know, so Tennessee's got a much better draw, but it's a lack of respect because just a few weeks ago we beat Auburn. They have been stumbling down the stretch. I believe they got a losing record in the past ten games. Uh, we've beaten Kentucky twice. Uh, both Auburn and Kentucky are two seeds ahead of us. Our records are virtually the same. Uh, we've got uh, better wins than they do. Uh, we've, our losses are all quad one losses. Uh, they've got some losses that, that are questionable. Uh, and yet both of those teams and Duke, okay, uh, we look at and, and, and we, we as Tennessee fans, fans feel disrespected by the three seed over the two. Again, it's all about the draw. We got a better draw than Duke for sure. I think Auburn got a really good draw. Uh, the, the three seed in that bracket's Wisconsin, and they're horrible. Uh, they ought to be a five seed at best. And so Auburn got a really good draw. I've got them going further in my bracket than what I wanted to, but just just because their matchups were so good for them. Uh, I, I haven't really – I don't think Kentucky uh, – I'm not sure what Kentucky got in terms of their draw. I know I've got them going pretty far, uh, and, and I just didn't see – with with their talent, with their length, I didn't see anybody really matching up with them until they got later in the tournament. So, uh, again, so, so if you're out there and you're saying, man – Three seed. Can't believe they did that to us. Well, uh, they gave us a pretty good draw. So, so uh, see the glass as half full rather than half empty, and let's be happy about that. But there, it was an air of disrespect. We're the SEC champions. We beat Kentucky uh, two times in the past month. We've knocked off Auburn. Uh, records are virtually the same. Uh, it, it was a, it was a disrespect issue. So that's what that was. Uh, Tennessee tips off tomorrow, I believe, at two thirty Tuesday, uh, Thursday at two thirty against the Longwood Lancers. Best of luck to them. Uh, uh, they have uh, absolutely brought it this season. We're so proud of them. Let's move into the most important uh, portion of our show today, the message. I'm giving you a little bit of sports. Now it's time for the message. Uh, verse of the day, Psalms 91.2. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And isn't that true? For those of us that follow Jesus, we know that in those, time, those storm, storms of our lives, uh, Jesus is our refuge. He is our fortress. Uh, we can we can depend. We can trust in Him. Uh, in the good times, in the bad times, He is there for us. We feel His love all around us. If you are not a follower of Jesus, listen to that verse. He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Would you not like to have a God? that you know you can trust, who you know you can go to, who can be your rock and your fortress. 
to me, I have to have that. And, and if, if you were to, able to show me right now that my faith was, was, was false and, and irrelevant, uh, I, w- I, would probably, I would probably fade away pretty quickly because my hope would be gone. And so, you know, I, the fact that I have a refuge and a fortress I can run to, a God that I can trust, uh, and, and listen, you know, I could go all into the, all the, the reasons why I believe in Jesus, why I believe there's a God, uh, but we can boil it down to a very simple verse here and just saying, man, I need this. As a human being, I can't do it alone. You know, I'm God. I'm glad that there's a God out there that loves me and that Christ died for me on the cross. As we enter into the Christmas season, let's begin uh, uh, to continue to think about how Jesus died for us on the cross, how he is our hope and our refuge, uh, and, and we can trust in him. If you don't know him as your personal Lord and Savior, I pray that today is the day of salvation. Let me pray for everybody right now. Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you for my friends out there in podcast land, Lord, whether they may be running uh, down the road, uh, getting some exercise in, maybe they're in their car, maybe in their, their their desk working and they have time to listen to podcast. I just pray a blessing over them, Lord. For those of us that follow you, help us to to, to follow you closely. Help us to not stray away. Uh, and, and Lord, just bless us. Lord, I, for those that don't know you as their personal Lord and Savior, I pray that you show up real in their life sometime over the next few days so that they can, can see you, so they can feel you, so they know that you're there. In your name I pray. Amen and amen. Okay, this, the third portion of our show. I told you this was going to be a quick one rapid fire it's got to be got to get to work is this let's talk atlanta braves man has so much happened we left last podcast going saying what's gonna happen with freddie freeman and unfortunately he's not signed anywhere else but he's not going to be a brave uh, alex anthropolis our gm made a trade the other day for matt olson from the uh, oakland athletics uh, matt is a 28 year old uh two-time uh Gold Glove first baseman. Um, he is a probably averages about thirty five home runs, and his batting average is 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 uh, plus two fifty. Uh, he is a really good comp to Freddie Freeman. Uh, his numbers are amazing. He apparently is an all world guy, and oh by the way, uh, he's an East Cobb, East Cobb boy. He grew up uh, there in Atlanta, much like uh, so many of our our. our previous Braves we've cheered for, Brian McCann, uh, Jeff Francoeur, so many of those guys uh, did, grew up in that area, playing big time uh, Little League Baseball in the East Cobb area, and uh, Matt Olson is an absolute stud. Now, that doesn't help too much with the heartbreak of seeing our guy Freddie. Uh, you know, I, I've, I've, I'm a lifelong Braves fan, and I remember the day the Braves traded Dale Murphy to the Phillies. Guys, I cried. I mean, I was probably 10 or 11, and I cried. I just couldn't believe the Murph wasn't going to be a Brave ever again. Um, I remember the day Tom Glavin signed with the New York Mets. Uh, that was hard. I, I didn't understand. I didn't cry that day. I was, an, I was a grown adult by then. Uh, not that it would be wrong if you cried over Freddie Freeman if you're a grown adult, but but I didn't cry over Tom Tom Glavin, uh, but but it sure did kind of hurt to see him leave uh, and uh, and and all that. Now you know we've seen it with Smoltz and just all of them eventually uh, seem as they get older they look for somewhere to play and hometown team may not be it. And so Freddie, we wish you the best of luck. Uh, as of right now, he is still a free agent. I personally hope he ends up in the American League. I would hate to see him in pinstripes, but that would be better than 
Dodger blue. Uh, I, I, there's been a lot of talk of Toronto. Toronto may be the most talented team in the American League, so that would be great for him. Uh, I just don't want to see him in Dodger blue because we ha- would have to go through him every year to get to the World Series, and I don't want that. Uh, I don't. If if that's what it comes down to, then I'm not gonna mind at all to break his heart every year. But um, I, I just hate would hate to have that storyline show up in front of us, and, and for Freddie to have to deal with it. And um, so, anyways, Freddie Freeman, the Freddie Freeman era in Atlanta is officially over, and uh, we hate it. But uh, welcome, Matt Olson. Uh, this guy, we're gonna love him. We're gonna love him. So, I, my my concern is and always has been about the leadership in that clubhouse without a Freddie Freeman. I don't know where it's going to come from. You've got some, some people that are, are loud and boisterous like Ozzy Albies, but Ozzy's still young, okay? What's he going to do when trouble comes to the clubhouse? Is he going to yell and scream about it? I mean, and get all hot. is he going to be the hype man for trouble? Because that doesn't work. You, you need a steadying force. Maybe it's Dansby. He's a little bit older. Um, still kind of a young guy, but but I guess a little bit older than Ozzy. Uh, you know, maybe some of the the, the uh, Charlie Morton. You know, even though he's a pitcher, maybe he can be the guy. Um, we'll just have to see. I'm not. I'm not sure. I, I, my fear is there's going to be a lack or a void of leadership in that place. And I love the young kids. They're so fun to watch, but they're young. And, and I don't know that they've quite figured that part of it of the game out yet. Maybe Matt Olson can bring it. He's 28. He's been around the league a long time. He loves Atlanta. I think Atlanta's going to fall in love with him pretty quickly, and I think his teammates will respect him quickly as well. So um, welcome, Matt Olson. Also, just this morning, we signed three new players. One is an outfielder uh, bench piece from San Francisco. Um, I didn't even write his name down. He, he'll, he'll hit, uh, I believe he hits right-handers. It's either he hits right-handers or left-handers really well. That's probably all he'll do is, is, is be a bench piece uh, and, and maybe get an occasional start from time to time. Uh, we did, however, uh, sign uh, Rosario this morning. Uh, we signed him to a really team-friendly deal, a two-year, $18 million. Not, so that's nine. $9 million a year with a third team team a third year team option. So if Rosario his problem has always been his health. The guy is uber uber talented. We saw it in the NLCS last year. He was the NLCS MVP. Uh, I think he basically uh, he, he beat uh, the Dodgers uh Almost by himself. That's kind of how it felt. Um, I mean, he just had such a huge season or series there. If he can stay healthy, he's going to be an unbelievable piece at $9 million. If he gets hurt, well, that's kind of what the chance you take. I think the Braves just have to be proactive with giving him extra days off and uh, making sure that, that the, those little nicks and dings have a chance to heal up instead of festering. Um, a, a big piece that we got today that may not uh, get a lot of uh, press is a re- right-handed relief pitcher, Colin McHugh, uh, from the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. This guy has been lights out the past few years. Um, he is uh, going to be a huge piece to this bullpen. That gives us five, count them, five lockdown bull, bull, bullpen pieces. This bullpen is the best I've ever seen in Atlanta. Um because basically everybody that mattered in the playoffs, it was so good through the playoffs last year, they're back. Okay, big Will Smith as the closer, uh, he's back. Uh, 
and uh, now you add McHugh to this to this roster. I think what you're going to see is you're going to see in the number four and number five pitching rotation spots, you're going to see those young guys uh, get starts, but kind of work as openers. They might go three innings. They might go one time through the lineup. Um, and see how they're doing. But but that might be all they get, especially early. So the Tucker Davidsons of the world, the Tukey Toussaint's, you know, Tukey's either on or he's off. So, you know, he's a guy that could really pop this year. But you let him go one time through the lineup. He's had a lot of success with that. And then you bring – you got five bullpen pieces out there that can pitch an inning. And so as long as they haven't pitched in, in th- you know, back-to-back days and, and, and have to go a third day, you can probably throw them again. So that gives you such a weapon. Uh, so you might not need a, a front line. Uh, fourth starter uh, is that a thing a front line fourth starter front line is usually your race but you, you don't necessarily need a fourth starter a lot of people have talked about Zach Grinky, you know a, a wily veteran I don't think you need that. Um, I think you can go with the young guys, and then and then if they, they can get you to th- through the third inning, uh, bring in some of those bullpen pieces, and I think you got a lockdown game. So, a lot of exciting things going on in Atlanta. Uh, I don't know that we're done. We might add another piece or two. I don't think there'll be big pieces. You might keep an eye on starting pitcher just to see if maybe he can he can do something else to the starting pitchers. Uh, but but that's where we're at. Uh, update on Acuna. He's probably uh, he 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 will probably come back. It seems like I'm seeing more and more about him coming back and being the DH for maybe a few weeks, and that way he just hits and he doesn't have to run around the outfield, uh, give that knee lots of lots of time. You know we've seen the Soroka deal come back you think you're okay maybe come back too early get hurt again we don't want that for Acuna so let's make sure he's 100% he's completely healed up uh, so there may be some DH days for him before he ends up in the outfield. Uh, Soroka, I think more and more people are saying, man, let's just give him this whole year to rehab. Uh, he's been at spring training running. He said he's just trying to become an athlete again, so he's not even throwing. So, it, you know, uh, it'll be late in the season before he even thinks about pitching in a major league game and, and more than likely probably this time next year. All right, so that's your Atlanta Braves update um and with that oh let me mention tennessee football uh we're headed quickly to spring football uh and uh i mentioned last week the quarterback uh, i told you uh his name was nico and he's from california i'm gonna attempt his last name here nico ia molly avu so molly's the main part that ia molly avu so he's a he's a pacific islander uh much like um who was the who was the kid that played at Oregon that was so good and he I think Tennessee drafted him um, that guy uh, Nico is is a big time prospect he is the one that uh, there's some talk out there that uh, Spire Sports which is the UT unofficial collective um, taking up money in order to turn it around and give sponsorship to these student athletes uh, that they are offering him $8 million over four years to come to Tennessee, $8 million for a high school kid. Um, pretty crazy. So in fact, he can, if he, if he signs that, which some think he's coming back to Tennessee in just a couple of weeks for spring practice to, to watch some spring practice. Uh, some think he'll sign that then he, he will be able in California only cause he's in California. He'll be able to make over $300,000 next year in California as a high school senior. Yep. Can't do that in Tennessee. Can't do that in most States, but in California you can because of state state law. So, um, that is what's going on. He won't sign with UT. He'll only sign with Spire Sports, but the deal with Spire Sports is you come to UT. So uh, it's the unofficial collective, as they're calling it. Nico, uh, oh, I lost my note. 
Iamali Avu. So we're, hopefully we'll be uh, hearing that name and, and, and a lot over the next few years in a good, positive way. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, a quick hitter today, 20 minutes, 19 minutes, and 10 seconds in to the sports message. Uh, I, I do want to get uh, some, some people on over the next few weeks. Uh, need to get our old friend Cam Bryant back in here. Uh, he can give us his stats wizard stuff that he knows so well without even having to work at it. And uh, I've, I've got lined up uh, Jeff Duncan and uh, my good buddy Chad Smith to be back on the show to talk baseball. And uh, and then old, old Nick Long. i got to get Nick back on. He's, uh, he's uh, needing back on real soon. So be looking forward to that. Thanks for tuning in. We love you all. Have a great day. Uh, thanks for tuning in to the Sports Message. <laughs>